0: well hello church family how's everyone doing today hope you're having a great fourth of july weekend i don't know what plans you have for this afternoon but we are so glad that you are able to join us for online worship right now you know the last time i preached was back in may and quite a bit has already happened since then one thing is for sure the pandemic isn't quite over yet we're still experiencing uh increases in COVID-19 cases. In fact, the last two weeks, um, there have been reported cases across the country. And according to some data that was compiled by the Washington Post, we have had 800,000 new cases confirmed in just the month of June. And so folks, that is not good news. And if you're like me, I'm sure you're, you're, you're really frustrated about this. You're wondering, when is this all gonna be over? And honestly, I I mean, I don't think there's a single person in this world that doesn't want this all to end. And so as businesses are slowly beginning to reopen and people are taking the social distancing uh, more relaxed and some people not wearing masks, we're gonna see an increase in COVID-19 cases. And so we really need to be praying and asking God for mercy, for God's help in the midst of these very difficult times. My brothers and sisters, today the Lord has given me a word to bring encouragement to you. And I just pray that he would speak to your hearts. As we continue to to press on, as we continue to persevere in these trying times, I am reminded of a recent post that was made by Christine Kane on Instagram, here's what she said. I have found that the best way for us to overcome an overwhelmed heart is to get into the presence of God and to allow his love to overwhelm us. Our feelings have so much to do with our overwhelmed hearts. When we change the posture of our hearts, our feelings can begin to change as well. That is what Christine said in her Instagram post. And it is not a bad idea. In fact, I want to encourage us to posture our hearts right now and get into the presence of God. As we open up with prayer, invite the Lord to come and speak to us. Let's pray. Father, I just come before you right now to thank you, Lord, for this awesome privilege that you've given us, Lord, to come to worship you, God, to gather everywhere, oh God, for us to have this time. Father, we thank you for allowing us to have the technology, God, which can be used for good for us to be able to meet online in the midst of the pandemic, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that we can tune in anywhere, practically in our living rooms, whether we're outside or or even tune in afterwards. Lord, we are so thankful, God that you have made provisions for us. Father, I ask right now that you would begin, oh God, to open our hearts. Holy Spirit, I invite you to come. Holy Spirit, I invite you, oh God, to speak to your people. I invite you, oh Lord, to come and take over. Lord, I pray for your anointing. I pray, God, that as I speak, oh Lord, that your words will come out of my mouth. And Lord, that these words that come out of my mouth will be words that will, will be words that would bring encouragement to your people, oh God. I thank you, Lord, that you are a God that listens to our prayer. I thank you, O oh God, that you are sovereign, O oh Lord. That everything that we're going through right now, we can trust in a God that is unfailing. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. You know. My brothers and sisters, I have found that it's very tempting for us to look at life's circumstances and everything that's happening in the world as indicators of whether a God is in control or whether or not he cares for us. Perhaps one of the uh, biggest questions that has been plaguing the minds of many people since the pandemic began is this question, where is God? In all of this, how can God allow this to happen? You see, we have such a need for control, so that when things are out of control and when we're not in control, we start to question God. But I've got some news for us. For us, we have to understand that God does not need permission from us. He is the Creator and sustainer of this universe. He doesn't have to run things by us in order to allow it to come to pass. Since when did God have to answer for his actions? The God who knows all things, the God who has all from beginning to end, who has the whole understanding. Well, some of you might be thinking, well, well Peter, if you, if you put it in that way, what can I say, right? Here's a reality check. God is in control and we are not. God knows everything. He has the complete picture and we don't. Now, the sooner we get to that place of understanding, the better it will be for us. But here's the problem. I think it goes deeper than that. I I think that the real struggle that we have is knowing that God really loves us or that he really wants what's best for our lives. You see, when things are going well and when everything appears to be peaceful, we don't question God and his love for us. We just simply accept it and take it for granted. But when things don't go according to our way and when things don't go in a way that we would want it to be, we start to doubt. We start to question God's love for us. And now this can happen to uh, any one of us. It could happen to a person who has been a, a follower of Jesus Christ for a long time, or it could happen to someone who just recently came to Christ. It could happen to any one of us. It can happen to you. It could happen to me. You see, many of us struggle with the reality of God's love for us. What ends up happening is we start to equate good things happening to us as a sign of God's love. As a sign of his favor upon us. When we see good things happening in our lives, we, we see that as an indicator of God's love. And so when we see bad things happening to us or the people around us, we start to doubt in his love. And that's where our struggle is. I know that has been my struggle for many years as I was growing up. I doubted in God's love because of my circumstances. I doubted that, that God loves me because of what I was going through. And what had, ends up happening in, 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 in times like that, we start to develop bitterness towards God. We start to develop a bitterness towards life. Because we have mistakenly applied a truth and a promise that was never made to us. You see, friends, the Lord has never made a promise that we wouldn't experience troubles. God never made a promise that we would not experience hardships. He never made a promise that we would not ever go through difficulties in life. In fact, the opposite is true. God actually said that we would have trouble. If you open up to the word of God found in John chapter 16, you will find that Jesus was talking to his disciples. And this was in preparation for what is about to happen. What is ahead. And this is what Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 33. He said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. This is what God has said to us. And to me, that is such an encouragement. It is so comforting to know, especially as we're facing these difficult days that we're living in. The very fact that Jesus made this promise that in me, you may have peace. It assures you and it assures me that no matter what happens to us or the people around us, we can experience a peace in the Lord Jesus Christ. We may not understand everything that is happening or why it is happening, but we can experience the peace of God in our lives in the midst of all that's happening. And that that just reminds me of something that recently took place. In fact, this past week, there were two instances in which God really was at work in the lives of of, uh, people within our own church, which I find to be very encouraging. Let me share with you uh, uh, these uh, encouraging stories that I have uh, been blessed to be part of. About a week ago, uh, we met on Zoom for our Saturday family uh, fellowship and, and, and times of, of prayer. And our sister Pilar, she began to, to share with us and testify how she was able to experience a peace in her heart, despite everything that was happening around her. And mind you, her mother was just rushed to the hospital in Colombia just recently, and the doctors may, thought maybe she might have had a heart attack. And they're still trying to find out what happened to her. And see, while this was happening, somehow Pilar was able to experience the peace of God. There's no wonder when the word of God says that we can actually experience a peace that surpasses all understanding. As we guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, we can experience this peace. And I was so encouraged by that, to know that this sister is is experiencing God's peace in the midst of what she was facing. Here's another uh, encouragement that I, that I want to share with you. And that is uh, last Thursday, uh, about a week ago, we, uh, we uh, were invited to the Mingus family's house to pray over Jennifer. Jennifer was scheduled to have surgery on July 1st. And before we even got a chance to pray for her, we, we just simply asked a question, how are you feeling? And you know what her response was? She just said, I'm excited. I think that really took us back when we were hearing her say that she's excited about the surgery. I mean, who is excited about undergoing surgery, right? And so, so, so where does she get this kind of uh, peace in her heart to know that regardless that God is watching over her? I think she was able to experience a peace that surpasses all understanding because She's able to connect with the Lord. And she knows that people are praying for her. You see, saints of God, we need to understand. We need to be clear about this, that life's circumstances do not determine God's love for us. God does. And his word tells us that. Here's how. We find in, in 1 John chapter 3, verse 9 and 10, this is what God says. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for us. You see, folks? This is how God showed his love to us. And perhaps a more familiar verse that many people recite and have memorized is found in John chapter 3. Verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That is God showing love to the world. What's more, his love is unconditional for us. In other words, it's not something that you and I had to earn. Nor did we have to fulfill a predetermined set of conditions in order to receive his love it's unconditional, it's by grace. Scripture tells us more about God's love to, to really uh, uh, prove to us that God's love is unconditional. We find in Romans chapter 5, verse, verse, verse 8, uh, and probably many of you guys are familiar with this verse, it says, but God demonstrates his own love for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know, what's been happening in the world with the global pandemic and the racial tension all over the country has been really difficult for many of us. And it would be tempting for us to give in and begin to doubt that God is really in control. We would be tempted to think that God is really a loving God and allow such a thing to take place. But let me encourage you with this, my brothers and sisters. Don't give in to that temptation. The story is not over. The story is not over. Despite what you see, God continues to be at work. He continues to be in control, and he's at work in ways that we cannot even see. There are stories of redemption that has yet to be told. There are stories of of God being at work that has yet to be spoken of. And the Lord is continually shining the light in places of darkness. People are more open to the gospel, more now than ever before. And as Dr. Reamer said uh, in in his Instagram post a couple of months ago, uh, he said this is a kingdom moment in the history of the church. The church is now given the opportunity, a golden opportunity to be the light in the midst of darkness. And I want to encourage you with this, brothers and sisters. God is at work in all things, God is at work for the good of those who love Him and who have been called according to His purpose. We find this truth in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. God is a God of promise, God is a God who keeps His promises. You know, we don't just sing about it. We don't just say this. It is God's truth to us. The Lord does not change. We are told in in, in scriptures that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And because God does not change, we can rest in the promises of God. Because God is faithful. And when we're feeling overwhelmed... Remember this, my brothers and sisters. Remember that we can turn to God. We can get into his presence and allow his love for us to overwhelm us. To overwhelm us so that we can have a different perspective. When we posture our heart, then we can have a change in perspective. And so, what are we going to do? And, and, and after all, hearing all of this, what can we do? I'm reminded of another quote that was posted on Instagram by Christine Kane, which I really, I think this, this really uh, really points out uh, that God is who he says he is. Let me, let me share with you some of the thoughts that she shared. Here's what she said. No promise is too hard for God to keep. Amen to that. No prayer is too difficult for God to answer. Hallelujah. No problem is too complex for God to solve. Amen. No problem is too big for God to move. No mountain, I should say. No need is too great for God to meet. And who can question God, who loved us so much that he gave his one and only son as an atoning sacrifice for us, to demonstrate his love for us, not because we deserve it, but because he has shown us unconditional love. Let me share with you uh, uh, another encouragement that uh, which the Lord was, was, was using people to encourage me. I remember during the pandemic, I would send some texts out to uh, our brother, Lieutenant James. I would, st- I would let him know through encouraging him, by telling him that uh, we are praying for him, that we are praying for uh, his well-being, that we are supporting him, and that God will continue to watch over him, his family, and, and his uh, colleagues uh, in NYPD law enforcement. And so every time I would send him a text, I would always get a reply that is very positive, very encouraging. He would always reply with either something like, God will get us through this. We will overcome with the help of God. You see, when when I hear things like this, I am reminded that God is at work. That God is able to uh, uh, encourage this brother in the midst of what he's facing. The challenges that he's facing in being in law enforcement today has been the hardest probably ever in time. And yet he's able to say, we will get through this. We will get through this. We will overcome because God will help us, amen. And so I share this with you because I want you to know that in the midst of all that is happening around us, God is still at work. And I want you to be aware of it so that you can tell others that God is at work. I'm telling you true stories that have been happening in which God's hands have been upon his people. And I just wanna encourage you with, with these few uh, steps that we can take as we're waiting, as we're waiting on the Lord for the pandemic to end, I want to encourage you with these three points. Number one, keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep your eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, life circumstances don't determine God's love for us. God's love for us is is, is dependent on his unconditional love. He has shown it to us by sending Jesus Christ to die for our sins. Not only that, to give us hope and to give us eternal life in Him. That is why we need to focus on on God's word, His truth. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus. Number two, we need to remember that God's love for us is unchanging. We need to remember that, especially when we're going through times in which we feel very uh, depressed and we just don't understand why it's happening for so long, and we are in, in, in the midst of, of, of struggling, why, why? Remember that God loves us. Enter into his presence and allow his love to overwhelm you. Number three, continue to be in prayer. You see, my brothers and sisters, we need to be a, a people that continues to be in prayer. Because you know what? The Lord is in control. And we have a responsibility to be in prayer, to pray for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so these three things is what God is calling his church to. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Remember his love for you. And keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying and asking God to be at work in healing our land and for him to put an end to the pandemic. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word today to us. Thank you, God, that your word of truth encourages us, Lord. Your word transforms us because, Lord, we know that you are God that loves us. We know that you are God that is in control. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray, God, for you to be at work in your people strengthen their hearts. Oh, God, breathe breathe encouragement into their lives, God. They may be feeling down right now. They may be frustrated because the pandemic is not over. But God, remind them of your love. Remind them of your unconditional love and overwhelm them, God, with your love so that they can take a posture and have a change in perspective, Lord. Father, we need you, God to be at work in our hearts. We need you, oh God, to lift up our spirits. And today, God, we ask that your Holy Spirit will come. Your Holy Spirit would be at work in our hearts, transforming us from the inside out so that the world may know that we put our faith and our confidence in the God that does not fail. And to God be all the glory. We thank you, God, for how you will work in the lives of your people We are encouraged today to know, O God, that you, O Lord, are the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.